Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy Cup. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I want to scream up from the rooftops that period freedom is a real thing. It is possible, I'm telling you, to be on your period and not have to think about it. And the Bloody Buddy Cup will make that possible, I promise you. I used it for years before I even started doing these ads. And I've told my friends about them and I've brought them to every favorite things party or anytime I have a recommendation for someone. It's a menstrual cup, and it's a specific menstrual cup. Not only are they in cute little fun colors, and they just seem to like open easier than other menstrual cups that I've tried, and there's like a nice like inner rim on the inside that I think is really helpful, and they also have a lot of great educational content online that will help guide you through the process if a menstrual cup is a new thing for you. But I'm just telling you, it is truly life-changing to be on your period and not have to think about it. For me personally... I've been blessed with like some pretty easy periods like cramping wise and stuff. So now that like this part of it is taken care of, I just put the cup in in the morning and then I have 12 hours of period freedom where I don't like I truly don't have to think about it. And then when I go to bed at night, handle my business, put the cup back in and then I'm good to go throughout the night. No leaks. Everything is great. If you feel like this is like a little bit too intimate and too personal to be talking on a podcast about... I'm I'm telling you that I'm willing to risk sounding a little awkward and talking about this. Have helped somebody else out. And if it will convince you to get a menstrual cup. And again, specifically this menstrual cup, because not only do I have like a fun promo code, but I really do think that this is the best one that I tried. Anyway, if you would like to try a Bloody Buddy Cup, go to bloodybuddycup.com and use the promo code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's bloodybuddycup.com. And you can use the promo code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. And... Enjoy that period freedom. It is so sweet. Anyway, we'll go on with the show now. Bye. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because this is a podcast that was not supposed to happen. I had no intentions really on making an episode this week. The Johnny Depp verdict came in this morning and like I thought about it for half a second and I was like, nope, not going to open up that can of worms. But then I decided to scroll on TikTok and I saw all of this crazy Liam Payne stuff. And I'll kind of get into my relationship with One Direction and stuff in a minute, but Liam Payne is not normally somebody who's like super on my radar. But as I was scrolling through the videos, I was thinking like, maybe I should do an episode about this because this is freaking insane. And then an angel, a goddess appeared on my For You page. My savior of the week, Elizabeth Kidd, Libba, at Libba on TikTok. She popped up in my For You page. And she was proclaiming her love for One Direction and how this is the moment she's been waiting for to talk about this Liam Payne stuff. Elizabeth has been my friend online for a couple of years, and I'm always excited to talk to her. So I thought, wow, the stars are really aligning here, Mary. You just had the thought, if only you knew more about One Direction, you could talk about this. And then again, like manna raining down from heaven, Elizabeth came on and said she knows how to talk about Liam Payne. So anyway... Elizabeth is here. How are you? I'm so excited to see you. I am so excited to be here. Um, One Direction is my main interest and hobby. Um, despite the fact that I am 30 years old with like a like a pretty cool career, I still um, would love my entire internet presence to be about One Direction um, because it's the thing I love most in this world. <laughs> Don't I, tell my live-in boyfriend. I am so glad that you have One Direction. I feel like my connection to One Direction is like, 
I feel like I missed the boat on it a little bit, like One Direction as a band. Obviously, like I knew about them and knew what was going on with them. But like by the time that they had gotten really popular, I had already given my heart to the Jonas Brothers like so deeply. Like I was crying on MTV about them. I like was a Joe bro ho. I was and like that's what it was called back then. Like if you were part of their um, like their regional fan club, which I was, it was the the Joe Brohos of the Riverside region. Anyway. And then like by the time Bieber came around, didn't really care about Justin Bieber that much. And then by the time One Direction came around and they, they were like a boy band, I was like, I was like, I've already done the whole obsession thing. Like they were on my radar, but was not that invested in them. Did you love them like as they were popular or was this more of like a retrospective type thing? Yeah, so I have been an adult the entire time One Direction was a thing, is important. Um, but I was also a big Jonas Brothers fan, but I grew up in like a really tiny town in Idaho where like being a part of a fandom, I feel like didn't really get me anything because I could never like go to a Jonas Brothers concert. Like mm. the internet wasn't really a thing. Um, and my dad, bless his heart, had blocked both VH1 and MTV from my television. So like I was a fan, but like I didn't feel like I ever really got to be a big part of it. Um, and then I got really into One Direction and I think it hit me at a, like a pretty pivotal moment in the like lead up to Midnight Memories, which would have been the like fall of 2013, which is when I was a senior in college. And I think I was like at a very pivotal moment in my life because I was about to graduate college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was a year older than my two best friends. So they were going to get to like stay in our college town and like live together. And I was going to have to like go be an adult. And we all got into One Direction like together. I like tricked my best friends into being into One Direction by like hiding One Direction Valentines all over our apartment. And like that worked. And we all became like really hardcore One Direction fans. We had an entire wall in our house like that we had clipped pictures out of magazines and like took a calendar apart. So it was like wallpaper of One Direction. Um, And it was like, we would get up every morning and we would watch like YouTube videos of like, I've seen every interview One Direction has ever done. We were deep into it. And I think it was like very much a, this is the last moment of this friendship that we've had since we were, they were freshmen and I was a sophomore. Mm. And so we got really into it. We, in the middle of the night, one night bought tickets to their concert in LA. Um, and we were like on the floor. It was like, I had already, by the time we went to the concert, I already moved to Arizona um, kind of after college. And I got to like fly in and spend like one last weekend with my best friends. Um, so I was like really in this heyday of One Direction because by the time like nine months later is when Zayn left. So we went to the concert in the fall of 2014 and then he left in March of 2015. Um, so it was kind of towards the tail end of it. Mm. But I also think like a very, very fun time to be a One Direction fan. Um, like they were putting out one album a year. So being a One Direction fan for two years, I got like four albums, it feels well, like. <laughs> well, and I feel like a very important part to um to consider and like your one direction fandom is that if you're going to have a boy band obsessive phase in your life 
it's got to be when you have some kind of disposable income. And I know like times are tough, like when you're in like college and stuff, but I remember like being so in love with the Jonas brothers and being like very at the mercy of my parents, like what they were willing to accommodate, like, like every tour, like there was the expectation, like, yes, Mary can go to this concert, but like merch and stuff like merch was never really a thing. Like I didn't really own any like Jonas brothers things. Um, Cause like, I just didn't have that disposable income. If you're going to have a boy band phase, it's got to be when you have access to your own money. So I, we, so we went to the, the One Direction concert in the fall of 2014. I had recently gotten my first ever credit card. And so I was 22 and no one had really ever explained credit cards to me for whatever reason. This was a gap in my knowledge, except for my best friend, Alexis, who had this like baby credit card that she got like a $500 limit every month. And then, which I realize now is her parents paid off $500 every month. And then the next month she had $500 again. But like magic. that was the only like, yeah, it was like magic. She had $500 and then her parents paid it off and she had $500 again. And in my 22 year old brain, um, who did not understand personal finance at all, I thought that my credit card with a $3,500 limit was just going to reset at the end of the month. Like I knew I would have to pay it off, but I thought at the end of the month, there would be an additional $3,500 available to me, um, which is not the case, but we had the best time because I thought I was like Kris Jenner in Los Angeles with like my credit card that I thought was going to reset at the end of the month. Ring it up, and it didn't. put, it, put well, it on the visa. I put it on my visa. So it was just a beautiful time to be alive. Um, like it was my first vacation without my parents. Um, everybody at the concert was like teenagers and like we were there without our parents. Lovely. And like that was cool. I had purple hair. It was the dream. What a time to be alive. Well, so now as like all this One Direction stuff like keeps kind of like coming up to the surface, like I always see like TikToks and stuff about how like I wish that they would get back together and stuff. And I just like, I don't have any desire for that. I'm like, I, I'm really into the Harry stuff I'm getting right now, like the Harry content. And like, I'm especially obsessed with them right now. Like the, the new album, I think I've listened to little freak, um, a minimum of 20 times per day since it's come out where I'm like, I don't know what that says about me or my life. I mean, don't relate to it all, but I just love it. And I love how it kind of like sounds like a little country anyway. Um, that was a tangent, but like, I don't feel like I need a reunion from them or anything like that. So all this Liam stuff today was just pure, like hilarity to me because I wasn't that emotionally tied to it, but just like talking about the state of one direction right now, obviously we know what Harry's doing. I think one of the funniest tweets I saw about the Liam situation, which to summarize for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, Liam Payne from One Direction went on um, the Logan Paul podcast, which we will get to that aspect of this in a second. Went on the Logan Paul podcast and just um, just said a lot of stuff, a lot of disrespectful stuff about One Direction. It also just like made himself sound like an a-hole and a liar and somebody like very detached from reality. Um, and he also said this like a week after he got caught cheating on his fiance. Um, so since Liam is talking about the state of One Direction, I'll just kind of quickly go over it. Harry Styles, ever heard of him? 
headline Coachella. The funniest tweet I saw about this whole thing was the difference between Liam Payne and Harry Styles is that while Harry Styles was headlining Coachella, Liam Payne was getting kicked out of the neon carnival, which is like an after party for people that don't have Coachella passes. Um, He was getting kicked out of it because he was too drunk at the neon carnival while Harry was playing. So that's the difference between these two people. And then um, I wrote down Niall, pleasant nail salon music. That's kind of all we get for him, right? I feel like that's accurate. I remember when like the solo project started coming out, Niles was the one that I listened to the most because I feel like it's just so like I can't remember any songs. Like I could not see this town was a banger. This town? No, yeah. Banger. Okay, that one sounds like I listened to it. Oh no, Slow Hands is good. A, A dirty song. But I do like it. That is a dirty song. I like that one. Can we call anything a dirty song though after after Keep Driving? Is there any song dirtier? That's that's the one I play every day. Every morning when I take a shower, I'm listening to Keep Driving. I love it. But also it's too short. No, I need more. It's over in just a heartbeat. Right. I just have it like on repeat while I'm in the shower. Um, No, but I think Niall's music was like the most accessible to me because I felt like it was very like One Mm Direction-esque in a way. Um, but like, I don't really know what he's up to. He posts on Instagram, I think more than anybody else. I feel like I see him on Instagram a lot. Um, I feel like I was never like a Nile girl. So like, he seems happy. That's none of my business. I feel like my Nile prediction is that he's going to start dating like Camila Cabello or like, does Haley Seinfeld date anybody? I could see that happening. Like somebody that's like his pop equivalent. I could see him dating them. He's unproblematic. But I remember like, and being kind of funny that out of all like the solo things that happened, his was the biggest success in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. like Harry's like, yeah, like there were fans and stuff, but like sign of the times just wasn't what people were expecting. People were expecting kind of more of like a, like a Liam thing, like a, a club banger, you know? But um, then sign of the times was not that it was like this, like weird, like kind of David Bowie ish song, but then so, Slow hands, endearing, cute, nice. And I then slow hands is the song that we expected Harry to come out with. Yes, it was Nile, and it was kind of fun and very like unexpected because also like I'm sure he's a great guy. He's very cute. Zero sex appeal coming from Nile. Not not even a. Is he a? I, I wasn't gonna say is he a virgin, but like. No, 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 we can add Sheeran. Add Sheeran. Yeah, no, we know he's not. Add Sheeran and uh, L. Um, L. Fanning. No, L. Fanning. No, Ellie Golding. Ellie Golding. And I wanted to say L. King, daughter of Rob Schneider, which uh, that definitely isn't it. I didn't know that. That's like the only thing you need to know about L. King. I know so little about L. King, except that our names are similar. And that she's friends with House and Habit, which is like. No, I pay so little attention to Elking. There's yeah. only so much room in my brain. And it's I mean, full of One Direction. The only thing that I know about Elking is okay, funny story about me. Um, talking about Elking, one time when I first moved to Provo, I'm going to try to leave out like identifying details here. But when I first moved to Provo, 
I moved up there thinking that like I just needed to move up to get married. Like I had like these like my church leaders like from the beginning told me like Mary, do what you need to do in high school. Just move up to Provo, then like you'll just get married immediately and everything's gonna be fine. I go up to Provo, literally like my first day of work, like four days after moving there. I ride my bike, somebody pulls over their car and is like, Hi, I think that you're really pretty. I'd like to take you out on a date. And I'm like, all right, this is it. This is it. This not these things don't happen to me. And all these church people told me to come up here and do this. And here I am. Anyway, I hated this guy. Actually hated this guy. He was very nice, but like I I hated him. But he was like my boyfriend. And I was like, well, gotta stay with him. Don't like him. Um, anyway, he ended up breaking up with me. Thank goodness. I was like so relieved when it ended. But then like every couple months, he would like kind of come back into my life. And this that happened for like a year and a half until I met my like now husband. And one of the times he said, hey, just wrote this poem, thought you might like it. And I was like, okay. And it was about exes. And I was like, is this about me? Because I'm his ex. And then flash forward, like literally like a month later. And I sent it to my coworkers. Like I worked at this, uh, like at this water park main office, whatever. I sent it to all my coworkers, like over the live chat that we had. And I was like, guys, I think this guy just wrote this poem about me. Like kind of weird. What do we think about it? And then like a month later, that song's like the number one song in America. It was the song X's and O's, but he told me that it was a poem that he wrote. And then I was like, so I texted him and I was like, hey, so that poem that you wrote, is that the song X's and O's by L King? And he's like, what song? And I'm like, all right, I'm just never going to text you again. Like that's, this is psychopath behavior. Anyway. That story just confirmed everything I've ever thought about Provo. <laughs> like I've never been there. And like, I feel like at this point I can't go. Um, but that's, that's what I imagine. It's like, the like you're just riding your bike and someone pulls up and like proposes. Well, I really thought that that's what it, I was like, wow. Like my young woman's leaders like my like church youth leaders, they were not lying to me. Like I'll move up here. I'll find a man. I don't need to go to college. Like I wasn't, I was living at BYU housing, but I wasn't going to school. I was just working. And I was like, I don't need to go to college. This guy four days in I'm 18. He wants to marry me because he likes my hair anyway. Um, and then he, and then he ended up being a plagiarist anyway. Um, there that's, Nile. My next note is Louis. What does Louis do? Um, okay, so what's important for you to know about me is I am a Louis girly. Um, okay. He was my favorite from day one. Like, I should have gone, I'll f- go back and find the Instagram post. Before I had ever gotten into One Direction, I post on Instagram, like, Man Crush Monday. I don't remember if you ever did that, but I did a Man Crush Monday that was, I've decided to become really invested in this particular member of One Direction. I'd never listened to their songs, but it's this picture of Louie. I didn't even know his name. I just like, that's the one. And I thought for sure he was the most popular because I thought he was the hottest. Um, like I was so into Louie. Um, so what he's doing now is he's on a world tour. Doing and, what? Like, I've heard he has an album and it is, I listen to the Louie Tomlinson album like pretty frequently um it's great music to ride your bike to all of the songs sound pretty similar 
So I don't what, really what know are the, the break between what one are, song. What are the comps? What can you compare it to? One Direction. Like, it's okay. very One Direction-esque. Which, Louie, I don't know how much he wrote, but he's credited on most One Direction songs. Like, so okay. I don't know, like, what his role was, but he is, like, if you go back and look, like, Midnight Memories and Four, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he's credited on a lot of songs. So I always kind of I always kind of wondered if he was like the Kevin Jonas of One Direction where like musically like he's behind the scenes a lot and stuff but like they're just not really letting him sing. I remember there was like this um this ad that they made I think for like Red Nose Day or something in the UK like some kind of charity thing mm-hmm. where all these celebrities were singing God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. And they had one Direction singing a part of the song and they had one microphone that was shared between Harry, Liam, and Zane, and then another microphone, which was Niall and Louie, and the thing said, like, guess which microphone's turned on or turned yeah. off or something. Um, and that's kind of always my was my impression of Louie in One Direction. Like, he was a warm body. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Okay. Um, but also, he was my favorite. Um and so I don't know if we're going to get to this, but part of the TikTok that I made today was that I believe I've watched One Direction This Is Us more than anyone else in the entire world. Um, it is my favorite film. Um, and like Louis is really good in that movie. Like he's very like, engaging and fun. And he is like, he's much, I don't know if he's still funny. Like I don't, I don't like watch Lily Tomlinson like interviews anymore. Like I did in 2015. Um, but in that, like, it does seem like he was, I want to say, like, the heart of the group, but I'm saying this as a Louis girly. Like, I cannot be trusted on what I'm saying, but like, you're I not thought impartial. that he was, like, the heart of the group. I'm not okay. impartial. Well, and then what do you think about his baby? Real baby? Um, so this is going to be my cancelable take which is that I was also a Larry girly. Okay. To this there day. it is. There it is. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I got into this at a delicate point in my life. And were, I was invested. Were you in perhaps that. on Tumblr.com when all this was going down? Oh, yeah. I was on okay. Tumblr. Okay. Say no I more. was, yeah, no, I, I tried to, which like I haven't been on Tumblr in like six years. Um. And I've been trying to find my old Tumblr posts because I'm like, I'm sure they are unhinged Um, because I like my friends used to tell me they're like, you get one text a day about how Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson are secretly in love. And then no more. Um, When it was like, I didn't watch the first season of Euphoria because I did feel like I was too old for that Um, until the day where like the internet blew up, there was like, there's this weird thing about Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson being in love. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, cause, cool. Well, because Kat wrote um, like fan fiction about. Yes. Oh, I've watched it now. Like yeah. that was all it took to get me on board. Okay. And then this is really getting into questionable territory. Um, just as like a quick 30 second side tangent. What idea do you invest in more? Larry or Kaler? Gaylor. One, two, three, impulsive decision-making, choose. I know more about Larry. 
Like, I could also get up here and defend Kaylor. Um, but I could, like, I have sent people, like, I, I can find the YouTube videos you need to see. And I can find, like, the evidence. Like, I still, like, have, like, somebody asked me about this, like, six months ago. And I was like, oh, just a second, let me find all my stuff. Like, it's real. Yeah. I um I never like I really thought people were just being so unhinged with the Kaler thing until right where you left me like until like you dissect the lyrics and like the glass shattered on the white cloth which is like what they do at Jewish weddings and and all that and then earlier today even I was listening to it's nice to have a friend like it it came up on my shuffle which is like not something I would ever really choose to listen to by Taylor Swift um and I was like It's it's a something. It's a something. It's none of my business, but also it's all my business. Anyway, um, I still think about Louis Tomlinson's baby and the Amber filler up Clark of it all, literally all the time. Especially, no, but because- I do. Oh, sorry. I do think the baby's real. Like I'm not that unhinged. Like I think Freddie exists, like, and I, I think, think that it's Louis is- Tomlinson's baby. I think that there's a baby, but also there's just so much where I'm like there's so many inconsistencies, but all the inconsistencies don't add up to anything because there is a human. There is a human that exists in the world that's attributed to them. But like why the Amber filler up posts, why the upside down car seat as she's walking out of the hospital, why all these like weird inaccuracies, you know, it does not make sense, but I do think the baby's real because so much of the Amber filler up of it all is like scrubbed from the internet where I'm like, was this like a dream I had? But then once I like go digging enough, then I find it. Yo, yeah, um, I remember it. It was there. Then, then we have Zayn, who Zayn um, had a baby with Gigi Hadid and then got into an altercation with her mother. And now um, they're broken up. My favorite thing about Zayn is that Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor dated Gigi in between both of her Zayn stints. Like my favorite thing about Zane ever other than the fact that he was on the 50 shades of gray soundtrack and he really thought that he was going to get the oscar for that song my favorite thing is the fact that he came after tyler cameron from the bachelor in the Gigi hadid love lineup i can never keep track of like whether Gigi and Zane are together or not like when all this stuff came out with Zane and Yolanda I was like are they even together right now well like it's such a like Kylie Jenner Travis Scott relationship mm-hmm. in my mind that like who who else are these two people gonna date so they're like they're together yeah. like I never when, keep track of like the state when she of got, relationship when she got pregnant I was shocked because like it happened so quickly after Tyler Cameron like where I was like okay whoa 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 like she broke up with Tyler and then she had enough time to like get pregnant and announce like that made no sense to me anyway Zane scares me I don't know much about him um anyway so I do have a thought on Zane which I do think he is I like sort of believe him with probably the most vocally talented I will say that yes but also like I feel like I feel like he didn't want fame and I feel like he doesn't want it now um, because he's never toured like One Direction broke up he put out an album like relatively quickly and he's never gone on tour like he he's an enigma he tweets did, a lot 
did his album sell well i know that pillow talk did well but did like the album i'll never forget I, the album titles how it was like all cap like the spongebob writing it was like all caps yeah. lower lowercase boop, 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 boop. it i don't remember how it sold i remember that the news came out that he wasn't going to tour it like pretty close to when the album came out and i think that that affected it hmm. I and see. then the next album i liked like i thought it was the same as i like all these other one direction solo projects and it did really bad no one liked Icarus Falls or whatever it was. I have no idea about it. All I know is that because he didn't have any other songs really other than Pillow Talk. Like if I look him up on Spotify right now, it's probably going to be Pillow Talk. I don't want to live forever. There's one that everyone thinks is about One Direction. Dusk Till Dawn. That one has over a billion. Trampoline. It's and then... like Glacia, isn't it? Yeah trampoline featuring zane don't know that and then um oh is that the i've been no that's liam isn't it i don't think so because it says zane oh just kidding i think but and then fool for you written in spongebob writing oh i Um, don't like that yeah it's funny he has an album that came out in 2021 called nobody is listening it's like yeah no one's listening i've never heard of that in my life i don't believe that he has a song called i'm gonna try to say this without swearing but there's no way to un f word wittable un f u c k wittable that album seems different than the first two. Yeah. Nobody is listening. Yikes. Anyway, so now that brings us to Liam. Liam, he has a child. Does one, right? Yes, which I also forget. With yes. Cheryl. With... Who, what, was she a judge when they were on X Factor? Yeah, so she was a judge. I... Okay, here's the thing about me. I grew up as a Perez Hilton head. I would literally, like, every single time I had my phone out, I was refreshing what Prez Hilton was doing in writing. And he's very also into, like, UK culture and, like, UK celebrities. Like, he was very beloved there. So he was friends with the celebrities there, and they, like, they really loved him back. And that Cheryl girl, I feel like her first name was Cheryl Twitty. And then she got divorced from somebody. Like, she changed her name so many times. Yeah, Cheryl Tweedy. Let me look up her. Because Cheryl Cole is her name now, right? That sounds familiar. Yeah, she was Cheryl Tweedy, and then she was in Girls Aloud. Cheryl Cole, and now Cheryl Fernandez Versini. I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, they had a baby. Um, together and now he's just uh hopping around he just got caught cheating on his fiance through a instagram post um his fiance's name was maya something what was is it? she an influencer i think she's a tiktoker person um uh, maya Henry. i had never heard of her not even once never even heard of her and also like when this liam engaged. stuff came out last week i was like oh yeah i know he's messy like i don't care like 
he's engaged yeah like i'm sure he's gonna like walk down the aisle with his bro like like yeah. i i wasn't and then that was like fiance 22 i mean i'm i am like somebody that got married when i was 20 so i have like no room to talk but i like i didn't pay the story any mind until today until everything started coming out so he went on the logan paul podcast which first of all the um the logan paul of it all insane bad vibes uh, bad vibes i i still like don't know who logan paul's fans are because i feel like his fans have to be aging out of him by now because for like the longest time it was like 13 year old girls that like really really liked him and like he was uncancelable because his fan base was so young but now his fan base that were all around for like the hanging thing like the japanese suicide garden they're probably graduating high school by now right yeah there's no way they can still also like what's the crossover between someone who cares about liam payne and someone who cares about logan paul well and like i would understand if he was like like i don't know if you remember him but like cameron dallas oh yeah he was like the a vine star and he was so hot and he was an idiot like you would listen to him talk and you're like what even is is he saying but like i understood why everybody loved him because he was so hot but here we have this man who looks disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't people's, but like when I say looks disgusting, I mean the aura around him. Like, I know he's not pleasant to be around. I know he's sweaty. I know he like pretends like he's a fighter, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I, he seems disgusting. Yes. So how is he still getting, but like now he's such like a clickbait King and he always knows how to like, you know, drive up controversy, whatever. But I just can't believe that all this happened on a Logan Paul podcast. I feel like this is probably going to save Logan Paul's career for another like three or four months because I had forgotten he existed. And then I found out he is like a podcast. It's like apparently famous enough that Liam Payne went on it. Like, I don't I didn't look at who the other guests were in past. It's very, very, very difficult for me to forget who logan paul is when i listen to bo burnham's inside once a day and it goes carpool karaoke steve aoki logan paul every single day i have to think about freaking logan paul i'm Thanks, so sorry that that happens to you i know i can't be mad at bo burnham though because he gave us the inside outtakes this week and i definitely cried and it was what i needed and inside is still one of the best pieces of media i've ever consumed and nothing has changed my life more except for like, my children and my life saving- and my religion I'm saving the inside out outtakes um, for like this weekend. Cause like I've been like, I've just been making TikToks every night. Like I have this whole second job now where I have to make TikToks. Um, and I want to, like, I don't want to be doing anything else while I watch the inside outtakes. Yeah. You can't um, be distracted at all. No, I need, cause that's what I did with inside. Like I waited like two or three weeks. I had heard you telling everyone that it was life changing and I was like, I need to be in the right headspace for this. And I waited and it was, in fact, life-changing. It Inside by Bo, by Bo Burnham, like, I mean, I know I've talked about it to death at this point, but like, I feel like just like the space of time, like where it hit me, like I was pregnant and like went through like pregnancy-induced heart failure through the pandemic. And then like, so like that was so rough. And then I had the baby and then I had like three kids, three and under. I was dealing with like some baby blues. 
And then inside comes and literally I'm just like, oh my God. Like I was the most vulnerable person in the world. And then this thing came (laughs) and then it was like, Hey Mary, you almost died giving birth, but here's a cool thing you could watch. How cool is that? Somebody else has been sad before. So then I ended up loving it and made it my whole personality. No, that's fair. I also love it so much and I'm glad it exists. I'm glad there's outtakes. I'm very excited for that. Yes. And the outtakes are like, they're not even like bloopers or whatever. Like they're just like great things. And then the deluxe album comes out on Friday. Um, Excellent. Okay. So here's what was said um, in the interview with Logan Paul. Um, First of all, like just setting the stage, Liam like goes on and he's like, I'm drinking whiskey. Like he's just trying to seem like really cool. And also I think that this was, this was recorded very recently. Like, I don't think that this is one that like an interview that they were sitting on. So he's just like sitting really cool, even though like his career is in shambles and his life is in shambles. Cause he just like got caught cheating publicly. Um, so he's just like the douchey energy is radiating. And it says it, it, I'm going to call him an it now. He said, it was well known within the band that I don't like taking shit. Started pain with a glare on his face. There was one moment where there was a an argument with there was sorry. There was one moment where there was an argument backstage and one member in particular threw me up against the wall. So I said to him, if you don't remove those hands, there's a high likelihood that you'll never lose them again. If you don't remove those hands, there's a high likelihood that you'll never use them again spoken like a fan fiction villain honestly yes like spoken like just this dude that's just such a douchebag and thinks that he's so tough like you'll never use your hands again if you like i hate him who do you think that 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 was zane okay so first i had not heard that part of the interview and one of my friends sent me a TikTok of it. And I was just like, this is such a weird TikTok to send because like, obviously he didn't say that. Like, that's such a weird thing to say. And then it's real, which blows my mind um, that that was like a real thing that came out of his mouth. Um, second, I think it was Harry. Yeah. Um, because I think this happened, and I don't know why I think this, after Zayn left. So it happened in, I think they were in the Philippines. Um, in March of 2015, and Zane took some time off before left the band, and I think it happened in that interim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Harry. I want to say it was Louis, but like the size difference between Liam and Louis, it's too much. It had to have been Harry. Well, and like when I hear, I don't take shit. Sorry for swearing. I don't take shit, and I was thrown up against the wall. I always took it always as in today when I heard it, I took it as like he was taking the band and his job so seriously. These other dudes were just horsing around and one of the guys threw him up on the wall, like playfully. And then he's like, Hey, like if you do that again, you won't use your hands again. Like I'll chop off your hands. And I took it as like, they were fighting. <laughs> like I thought that somebody was like livid is, and like threw him up prob- against the wall probably more accurate but i think i just have such a disdain for him already where i'm like surely this is the situation 
And I also think that they, like, and I went back and I watched This Is Us today, and he does have, like, a much more serious demeanor than the rest of them did at this time. Like, the rest of them were having a good time, and he was taking it very seriously. And when he was having fun, like, you could tell it was fake. Like, yeah, I remember, you know, 10 years ago watching this movie, you know, four times a day or whatever I was watching it. And thinking that the Liam stuff was awkward, um, but then watching it back today, like knowing what I know now, like there was a very different demeanor between Liam and the rest of everybody else. Yes. Well, and I saw a TikTok today that kind of like echoed what I've always kind of thought. And maybe it's like a popular theory, but um, she was talking about how she thinks Liam was like JC Shazade, like from like, like, because it was very clear in the beginning that in, in sync, the whole thing was kind of to prop up JC. And like, he was supposed to kind of be the star. He was one with most solos and stuff in the beginning. But then just like charisma wise, it, it went to Harry. Like naturally, once like the people were able to decide who they liked the most, it was Harry. It wasn't Liam. And Liam was talking about that too in the interview. He was saying like, um, One Direction I've had, discussions with simon cowell one direction was built around me and it was around to make me a star because simon cowell like believed me and honestly like that wasn't the most like i mean it's douchey to listen to now but that wasn't like the most egregious thing that he said because i kind of agreed with it kind of like how the jonas brothers were built up literally just to prop up nick jonas like nick jonas had been a solo artist and they said hey he has these brothers and they want to like recreate a hansen situation so like it is a typical thing yeah no that was like nothing about that rang untrue to me especially if you go back and listen to the first album up all night literally every song is pretty much just liam singing the first verse like almost every song starts with him for like a long time just by himself um and also when they started like everybody else was like 17 or 18 and Harry was like barely 16. Like he made the cutoff for X factor by like one day. Mm. And so like, I think there is like a huge difference between a 16 year old and an 18 year old. Um, So it was very clear on that first day that the leader, what like the leader or the, the draw was Liam because Mm -hmm. he was the most serious. He was the oldest he had been on. He had like auditioned for X factor before um but also hot take is it that big is it like a thing you should brag about that simon cowell likes you the best well all of it like, like i mean not a super egregious thing to like as like a fact like yes okay if the band was built around him then things went a different way whatever and could he be a little bitter about that and that's understandable sure but is this not something that you say out loud like especially oh. when multiple other people have found more success than you in the band which now brings us to our next thing because he decided to say here's the here's the full quote we did the first song boom a billion streams Payne said on the podcast while Payne didn't mention strip that down by name it is his first solo song and he did say on the show that um the song with the billion streams was co-written by Ed Sheeran um and so long story short, he was talking about the song, Drip That Down. Um, it said, I think it outsold everybody within the band. 
and I was the last to go. I never expected that. So now we must ask the question, much like Leah Michelle, does Liam know how to read? Because if you look at any chart, it's funny, like Harry Styles currently has four songs in the top 10 right now. Four songs in the top 10. Right. Something that Liam has never achieved. He's never had a, a, a number one song. And even without like the Harry Styles of it all, like Pillow Talk was huge. Yes. Like the first single out of the gate, Pillow Talk, like that was, I remember that being like a moment outside of like the One Direction fandom. And I'm um, sure Slow Hands has got to have hit. I saw a graphic with it today and everybody, not everybody, I don't think Louise hit a billion on anything, but everybody else had a billion on at least one song. Harry had three and Zayn had at least two. And Strip That Down does not have a billion streams. <laughs> yeah, so Slow Hands has like close to 800,000 streams. And he has 14 million monthly listeners. Let's see how many Zane has. Zane has 20 million monthly listeners. Louis has 3 million monthly listeners. If he has no fans. I feel like it's not fair to put Harry in here. Harry has 70 million monthly listeners. (laughs) Um, And Liam has... Six million monthly listeners. So other than Louis, who's not doing anything, he is the least successful metrically by yes. a mile. Well, like that honestly shocks me a little bit because I did, um, we were just on a little break and I um, took that time to go look at Louis Tomlinson's Instagram, um, which I don't do as much this day, these days as I used to. And like, it seems like he's playing to like people. Like, the crowds look like full. Um, but I think that he performs though, like, cause I was clicking around on his performances. And of course this is like only what was being catered to me today as like, look at what Louie's doing compared to Harry stuff. So it might be a little biased, but I think he's performing at like nightclubs. Like, I think he's yeah, like hanging like, out it's... in Vegas. So there are people there. Yes. I feel like some of the pictures that I saw today, it reminded me of like, the size of venues that Olivia Rodrigo played to for some reason that like, they're the perfect size for Louis Tomlinson, much, much too small for Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. But like, I will defend Louis with my dying breath. Oh wait, I thought that we were talking about, I thought we were talking about Liam. I'm sorry. Oh no. Everything I said. Okay. I was like, everything that I said about in the last three minutes, that was about Liam, not Louis. Oh No. Louis playing even like these like decently sized venues. He seems like he's having a good time. He should have more than three million monthly listeners. I'm gonna have to start listening to him more. If he has a million fans, I am one of them. Um, one fan, it's me. No fans, I'm dead. How many Instagram followers does Liam, uh, Liam have? Twenty four million. Does Zayn have social media? I think so. I know he has Twitter because Zane has forty-four million. I, I'm, um, but anyway, the fact of the matter is, is Harry Styles has demos that are more popular than anything that Liam has ever done. So this whole thing is just so funny. 
Um, I saw somebody comparing it to that like very awkward Madison Beer uh, video where she's talking about how she was supposed to be in the Ariana Grande thank you next video. And she goes, I was supposed to be in the video. Yeah, but I was in Miami, but I was supposed to be in the video. Like very um, like braggy, but with like nothing to show for it. I also like every clip yes. I've watched of the interview reminds me of like when I would be like in middle school or high school or something and I'd be like in like a drama class or a choir class or something. And then it's just like the choir teacher. I mean, I'm from California, like Southern California and stuff. So the people who are drama teachers there and stuff were adjacent to, you know, LA and they, um, they always had stories like, yeah, well, I I was part of that production or I was, yeah, they are a friend and they're, they're just normal. I do know famous people like just very like bragging, but like you have nothing tangible to, sh- to show for it. I, something else I thought when I was watching this and then going back and watching the, this is us movie is all of his memories are that of an 18 year old. That was another thing that I thought of through all of this is like the best years of his life were like 18 to 24. Um, and I was like, like, sorry. Oh, and like he, oh, you're totally fine. Um, and like when he's out here saying like, this was so popular, like I, he does not have the same grasp of reality as the rest of us do because he was a superstar from 18 to 24. And then it all sort of just ended. I just for giggles, I was like, I wonder what Liam Payne looks like as an 18 year old. And the picture that popped up to me is exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'll post this on my story, but it was this. And I'm just picturing this little kid with a um, Lacoste or how do you say it? Whatever. The little alligator polo thing. No idea. I'm just not that in, fancy. Just in a little polo shirt saying if you do that again, you'll never use your hands again. Like a little 18 year boy. Like I'm, I'm envisioning that, um, that like vine or whatever, where like this, like 11 year old kid goes, you just, you just, uh, insulted a future U S army soldier. <laughs> like that's the energy I have from Liam Payne. Yes. He took it so seriously. Yeah. Like you'll never use also, them again. Your hands. Side note, so many polos. They wore so many polos in the early days. I do have to remember. Um, I just like, forgot that that was our world. They were British and like their fashion is always just like so weird. Do you know who Jedward is? That name sounds familiar. I think that they might have even been on the same season as One Direction and the X Factor. But again, I was a Perez Hilton girly and he was very in tune with the UK. And there was these like two twins named Jedward. And they were on X Factor and they were just like little stunt kings. Like they weren't making music, but they were just constantly in the press or at least constantly on PrezHilton.com. And they would just wear the most egregious polos. And I even remember as like 14 year old kid being like, why are they wearing neon polos? And like, why are they hot heartthrobs in England? Like what's going on here? So it's not like weird zany fashion was a thing but this this polo with the justin bieber hair and the i will remove your hands from your body i can't take it i can't take it also um 
Liam did. And I think that this traces back a long ways. Like I said, I think Liam Payne's had bad vibes for a long time. Um, but there was a moment like right around the time when Live While We're Young came out, which is like the first or second single off their second album. He permed his hair. So he grew his hair out long. And I think he permed it because it was never curly and it hasn't been curly since. But like once Harry started kind of taking off, he tr- he had curly hair for like one album and then he shaved his head. A true Josie and the Pussycats moment. The lead yes. starts to look a certain kind of way. Then they all got to look a certain kind of way. Anyway, there's nothing else to be said, really. I'm excited for new developments to come out. It's very funny because I think Harry Styles wouldn't even like waste his breath on any of them. Like, and I feel like up until maybe this, Harry would have like thrown any of them a bone, even Zane, like in an interview or something like just like a cheeky tongue and cheek thing, like how he did on SNL, like not really like advocating for them, but would be willing to not, not bad mouth them, you know? I, yes. I know. Um, and he didn't say anything specifically about like the other members of the band, but he did an interview with Rolling Stone. It might have been for the first album, maybe. And they like tried to make him say something bad about One Direction. And I remember him saying something like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's really good about how like teenage girls be like trendsetters. And it's like, why would you ever disrespect what they like? Like, this is what created the Beatles something to that effect like that he spoke very like kind and lovingly about the One Direction era and his fans um so I don't think and I also like I remember that getting like really good um really good press that like he said this really nice thing about being in this boy band Mm -hmm. and so it's weird that Liam and Zane to an extent he's also done this have like tried to distance themselves when I'm like, you're never going to be more interesting than you were yeah. when you were in this band. And it's weird that you're trying to I think the, move past it. Like the encompassing idea that can summarize this whole thing and how embarrassing and cringy it is for all involved. And by all involved, I mean the one specific party is that Harry Styles currently has four top 10 songs and Liam Payne is on the Logan Paul podcast. That's that's all we need to know. That's it. And on that note, I'm going to let Elizabeth. I do know. have one. Oh, what? I do have one other thing. Um, that I remember, and I did not pay very much attention to this because like a lot was going on. But Liam was somehow like at some kind of Oscars event, and he had a weird accent. Like he had changed his accent, and somebody asked Harry Styles about it, and even then, Harry Styles didn't say anything wrong. Like, he didn't say anything mean, but I think about that a lot, that, like, because, like, Liam Payne just, like, pops up in these weird places, and I'm like, what are you doing that you deserve to be anywhere? You're what was, you're such a weird dude. What was I weirder? Don't, like, I wish His I could accent? Remember. Or yes. so Austin Liam, Butler's like, was, accent? No, it was Liam Payne, and he had, like, done an accent at like, so I could remember more about this, because it was, like, one of those things that at the time, it's, I... I saw something about it because somebody asked Harry Styles. Hmm. And I was like, that's such a weird thing that has happened. Was it a full Austin Butler weird accent? Yes. No, it was like, I think it was like an Irish accent. 
that Liam started doing. I, I wish it. I could remember more about this. Um, I hate it too. I am. Um, I will say, I wanted. I was the entire week leading up to weekend two of Coachella because I did believe we were going to get a One Direction reunion. Um, and I have had to come to terms today that that's not ever going to happen. It was, was only maybe going to happen at the Super Bowl. Like I've, I feel like he's on my um, Harry's on my radar for the Super Bowl next year. Um. And I think that that's the only situation that anything like that would possibly happen. But I don't, I think that they're 10 years removed from that. Like it won't happen for like 10 more years. Yeah. They have to start hitting the, um, like the Indian casino. Uh, what's it called? Playlist. Like, like, no, like the, the, oh. the tour route. Oh, I think that once everyone else's career really truly fails then yeah like like once um like once they start playing like all like the tribal casinos like once they're yeah, on that circuit that'll be the moment that will be it but anyway which harry styles will never fall there never, never. i got tickets did i tell you that yes what day are you going i'm going on november 5th i'm going on october 28th um very good i have absolutely horrific tickets um but they, I paid face value for them. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I mean, and if I'm you like, have any tickets to them, that's impressive. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty old. I want to be able to sit in a chair. Yes. I like, I'm I'll stand up for the fun songs. Cousin. I will stand up for the fun songs and then I will rest for the rest. Anyway, be great. thank you so much for coming on and everybody. Thank You're you so welcome. much for listening today. Um, you can find Elizabeth on TikTok at, at lib l i b b d u h l nope just l i b b u h. Why did I think that there was a d there? That doesn't make any sense because I know it's Libba. Anyway, you can find her on TikTok, and you can also find us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast, and you can find us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast, and you can join our Facebook group, which is I just want to chat podcast. And um, if you would like to, I'm trying to remember what ad I have for this week. I think it's just another Bloody Buddy one. If you would like to save 10% off on your purchase of a Bloody Buddy cup, you can do so by going to bloodybuddycup.com and using code one chat, and then you can get 10% off your cup and you will be on your way to period freedom. You won't even know what's happening to you. You'll be so excited. Anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for inviting me.